census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Welcome to episode number 307 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Rayhold, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. Uh, we are here broadcasting live from uh, Magenta Manor, deep in the bowels of Magenta Manor in the Pat Cave, uh, brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee and the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, I, of course, am not here on my own. I am joined by my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is... The Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the, oh, I always get stumbled up on, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Queen of the Monsters, and an Honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes Von Nightmare. And today <laughs> she's drinking water. Well, it's got <laughs> bubbles in it, so that's... Well, I mean, the bubbles make it fun. Yeah. It's fun water. If you're gonna, if you're gonna have, if you have to drink water... You might as well make it a little fun. Yeah. So we are, uh, as we alluded to last week, we are uh, joined by uh, a guest this week. Uh, if you followed our social media, you saw that we were watching the 2022 film Birdies uh, available on both Amazon and on Tubi. And uh, we are lucky enough to have one of the producers and stars of the film. Uh, hey. Jamie Lane. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Hey, thank you guys, man. This is awesome. I appreciate uh, all the support, brother. Oh, yeah. Like, we are uh, huge proponents of independent film, as anyone who has followed our, our 300 episodes uh, can attest. We've been uh, staunch proponents uh, even before I got into the film industry. So, uh, you know, we love having folks on here who, you know, have something to promote, something of quality to promote. And uh, we don't just throw that around, you know, as we we mentioned uh, off air. Um, there are times when we don't have films that we are super thrilled about. Uh, <laughs> but this is not one of those uh, instances. We were uh, very happy with uh, the film we watched it last night, you know, so it would be fresh in our minds. so We could really prepare for this. It's one of those. I I laughed more than I thought I would. Yeah, and it's and, and it's some of the most humor. right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, as some of the like most stupid things, it's just like a <laughs> face someone was making at a certain time, or faces. you know, little things yeah. like nuances happening in the background. You know, it was just it's one of those films that you know your eyes are going to be entertained for the duration of the film, but uh, your ears are going to be entertained as well because this dialogue, the writing, is just brilliant. Yeah, and we're going to get into that a little bit more um, when we get into the, the main discussion, because we definitely want to talk about uh, your role both in front of and behind the camera, uh, because right, I right. find that interesting. Uh, but we're going to do uh, one of our typical things that we like to do that we haven't done in a long time, 
and it's called Getting Into Character, where we ask you a couple of uh, random questions that have nothing to do with what you're here to promote, but, you know, just to help the folks at home get to know you a little bit mm -hmm. better. Awesome. So, I'm down. Perfect. So the first thing that we're going to ask is if you had the option of being consumed by any wild animal, hmm. what would be the wild animal that you would choose to be consumed by? Huh. I'm immediately going to say my, probably my wife. My first one. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> hey, I know she's going to listen to this eventually. <laughs> um, but uh let's see that's a good question i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh something big so it just gets me in the first bite and i'm gone maybe maybe a shark jaw style there you go mm. nothing no no like you know horde of ants or anything like that like no 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 or, you know what? i might go i might go tyrannosaurus rex because i might be the only man ever killed by a t-rex well there you go uh, speaking of independent films, there is one uh, that I, I came across recently called Claw, where uh, a, a couple is trapped in a haunted town after after dark mm -hmm. and get pursued by a velociraptor. So, no way. I mean, it's out there. And we got that Adam <laughs> Driver movie coming up, 65. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I've seen that, actually, at the previews. So, be interesting. Ashes? So... Birdies actually has the quality to become one of those classic sports films. My question to you is, what is one of your favorite classic sports films? Man, that's a good question, too. I'm going to go, I mean, Happy Gilmore's number one. It's got to. Mm. Like, Happy Gilmore is, is number one. Then maybe Ten Cup. That's a good one. I'm like, again, they're golf movies. They're my competition. I don't want to be promoting them right now. <laughs> well, it's not. Uh, it, it's. Uh, it's more like you're in good company. You're paying an homage. You're, yes. You know, like yes. Standing on the shoulders of giants to achieve the things that you need to achieve. That's exactly right. I'm trying to. Is it, I'm trying to give a shout out. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have made this movie. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, and and that's the, everybody's got their you know their predecessor. You know, every fantasy film owes its le owes its origin to Lord of the Rings. So. You know what? That's exactly right. Somebody's got to be first, and we're going to get into that a little bit uh, when we discuss the film uh, in our upcoming segment, because I, you know, and I'm guilty of this, I had some preconceived notions without watching the trailer, with just looking at the movie posters yeah. and seeing what the IMDb uh, synopsis was. I had some preconceived notions about this, but we're going to, we're going to uh, save that. Okay, cool. I would love to hear that, actually. That's good insight for us. So, next uh, next, getting into character question. Uh, if you were to have a pet dragon, were you, would you want one that's, you know, massive, like, you know, Targaryen style? Or would you want, say, a smaller one, like, say, Lockheed from the X-Men comics, who's only about, you know, like a foot tall and can sit on your shoulder like a parrot, but is still a formidable uh, protector? Bro, that's easy. I'm I'm going Targaryen, bro. You kidding me? <laughs> I want to take over a city with my dragon. I want to like take it for a walk. See, my only, my only issue with that is you gotta feed it still. So, man, there's there's, there's lots of there's lots of dumb people around here, bro. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, good point. Good fair. point. Somebody pisses you off, you say, "Hey, dragon." Hey, free, free dragon rides. <laughs> right. What happened? I don't know. Hey, dragon. Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I tell my pro-life friends. I'm like, hey, don't. If you're honest with yourself, there's at least one person you know that should have been aborted. This is this is <laughs> yeah. very true. You know very I mean? true. You give me one. You know what I'm saying? At least one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On a good day. I got day. like five. Yeah, one a day. <laughs> if you had to pick someone, I'm sure you could. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I'm, 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 just, I'm, just, I'm just riffing. I love people. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. I mean, people are great until they're not. Um... <laughs> until they're not. <laughs> I love people, but I hate gatherings. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like being around them. So next question, if your personality was an ice cream flavor, what flavor would it be? Huh, that's a good question, too. Hmm. I'm going to go rainbow sherbet. Oh, there you go. I don't know why. Okay. It was my first favorite ice cream when I was a kid. I mean, generally, if you, if you, if you don't have to think about it, that's the right answer. Right. Because, you know, I've, I've got a lot of, I'm an actor, so I've got a lot of colors in me. There you go. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. That's perfect. That's a great answer. All right. So final getting into character question. Uh, and we like to ask this to, uh, you know, our, our folks that are involved in the film industry. Uh, if you could remake a film in which you play the title role or the lead role, mm. what would it be? Ooh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go color of money. Okay. <laughs> Because okay. I'm, I'm a really good pool player. Let's say Tom Cruise, uh, Paul Newman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be the Cruise character in that one. Okay, I get it. And you know what's funny? Speaking of Tom Cruise, I watched for the first time today. I'd never seen it before. I watched Top Gun. You never seen that? it. Dude, great movie, dude. I, I I thought it was pretty good. I I'm a big Tom Skerritt fan, so uh -huh. you know. I like seeing him in there and Michael Ironside. Like that guy has never had a bad role. Like I love that dude. Oh, dude. I love Tom Scare. River runs through it. Come on, man. Oh yeah. I used to, what, what was that show he was on? Picket fences mm. with uh, Lauren Holly. He was oh. good in that. And obviously alien. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The, the Cheech and Chong movie where he played strawberry. <laughs> the guy with the hey, giant not, birthmark. Hey, not to bring it back to Tom Cruise, but like, you know, Tom Cruise is an underrated actor, I feel. <clears throat> I mean, he's done a million movies, and I can only think of, like, three that sucked. Yeah, maybe Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder was still pretty good. Like, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it like, up there with I mean, his no, other no, stuff. I wouldn't. And again, like, I, I've never rewatched that movie, so who, I don't think it would stand the test of time. But, like, he's been in a lot of stuff, man, and a lot of them are just really great movies. Like What's I'm the surprised. one with Nicole with Nicole Kidman where they're Irish? Uh, oh, oh, far and away. Far and away, yeah. Mm. I didn't care for that one. <laughs> but Rain Man? Oh, Rain, Rain Man. Man. Mm. Born on Fourth of July. Mm. Jerry Maguire was really fucking good, man. The Too good man. Mm, yeah. Yeah, vampire. Yeah, Lestat. Yeah. Mm. Oh was. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. And then, uh, then, uh, then you've got uh, Magnolia. He was awesome in that. I and even liked him in Oblivion. Say again? I said I even liked him in Oblivion. I liked him in Oblivion too. And and then there's uh 
Tropic Thunder. Oh, oh yes. yes. I just rewatched that a couple of weeks ago. Well, I always forget it's him because it doesn't I, look like him. I literally watched that movie and I knew he was in it and I didn't think that was him. Yeah. Like I had to like, it was like halfway, it was like toward the end of the movie. And I'm like, that's fucking Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, that it's was... great. That's, that might be my favorite Tom Cruise role. It's up there, honestly. It's up there. And we were at a wedding and we were telling somebody about that. I'm like, this this might be his best role because you don't know it's him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's this great. Guy, he's never been, as far as I know, it's never been nominated for an Oscar. I, I don't know. Not I know Rain he hasn't Man. won one. He definitely hasn't won. I don't think he's, you know, he was nominated for um, Magnolia. Okay, that makes sense. For a supporting actor. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if there's another. Oh, Born on Fourth of July. He was nominated for lead actor. He was nominated for four Oscars. Yeah, Born Fourth of July because uh, he lost to Daniel Day Lewis in My Left. Oh, Jerry Jerry Maguire. Oh, Jerry Maguire was nominated too for that. Yeah, Jesus Christ, completely forgot. Oh, I love him in that. Dude, Jerry Maguire was fucking awesome. Yeah, he was nominated for 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 that. Yeah. Okay. So, before we uh, delve into uh, too many to- more Tom Cruise movies, we're going to take uh, a quick break to uh, have a zombie tell us about coffee. When we come back, we're going to discuss the film Birdies, along with uh, Mr. Jamie Lane, and uh, we're going to get some some insight into this film. Uh, we're not going to ruin it for anybody, because this is still a fairly new film, and we don't want anyone to not watch it. So, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork deadly grounds coffee coffee to die for and zombie approved it's good to get a little deadly use the front door Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, so we are back. Um, like I said, we are talking about uh, 2022's Birdies, which is a, uh, a phenomenal golf comedy that, like I said, uh, it was written and directed, sorry, by, uh, oh, my God. I just wrote Troy. I didn't write his last name. Troy Carlton. Uh, Troy Carlton. I thought that's what it was, but I was like, ah, I, I don't know if that's right. I don't want to say it because I'll sound like an idiot. Um, but not knowing it, I sounded way better. Yeah, so <laughs> we're here with uh, uh, Jamie Lane, who plays Adrian, and you're also listed as a producer, but you you had a lot more, uh, you wore many more hats. Uh, oh, yeah. I was the second AD. Um, I mean, if you look at it, we're on we're key grips. We did everything. Like, there, it was a five-man crew, and half of us were actors in the movie. So we we all wore a lot of hats. It's it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, having a five man crew, because the cast, there's a couple dozen people in the cast when you account for, you know, all the named characters. Um, it's weird to have a cast that's larger than the crew. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. They outnumbered us by like, you know, three to one. So. The first thing I have to ask, uh, 
like I was, uh, I alluded to, um, whenever you see a, a, a comedy that has to do with golf and, you know, you see the poster and the tagline says it's the snobs versus the slobs. The first thing you think of is, oh, God, I hope this isn't a Caddyshack ripoff. <laughs> the vibe that I got from this was. Uh, you guys seem to be heavily influenced by, you know, all these 80s movies that always ended with some sort of montage before, you know, the final climactic showdown between, you know, the jocks and the nerds or, you know, the rich guys and the poor guys, you know. But you took a lot of these tropes and you kind of subverted people's expectations. And I know that that's an overused term, but uh -huh. in this case, I find it to be accurate because there's a lot of real life human characters in this. Your character seemed to be just like the most over the top, uh, you know, 80s bad guy combined <laughs> with, as you said, one of your favorite movies is Happy Gilmore. I got a lot of Shooter McGavin in there. <laughs> like you have the confidence in your skill because you know you are a tremendous golfer but you also have like the bumbling tomfoolery of the wet bandits uh <laughs> it's an interesting combination so my first question is when you guys were cultivating these characters you know were you the first choice to play adrian and is this how adrian was originally uh imagined well, good, great questions, by the way. Um, <clears throat> I was not the original Adrian. Um, this project's been going on in production for about 12 years. Oh, and wow. I was a, uh, yeah, it was. Um, I was not a, a part of the original crew of this film. Um, I was in L.A. at the time, but they're all friends of mine from home and um, which is Wilmington, North Carolina. So they try to get stuff going when back when One Tree Hill was being filmed and all these other um, like Wilmington was being called Wilmywood at the time. And North Carolina had all these really big tax incentives to bring film there out of L.A. And we were the only state doing it at the time. So we started to blow up here. But then um, the, the governor who was I don't care if, what affiliated you are or anything, but he was Republican governor. And he allegedly got into partnership with the people that were developing the studios in Georgia and Atlanta. And uh, right when they started to open their studios, he rescinded the tax incentives in North Carolina. Ooh. And so everything went to Georgia. And so this dried up. And so right when they started to make this movie, you can look it up online. Um, there's an original pilot. It was about 20 minutes long. And um, I don't know if you watch uh, The Outer Banks, but the sheriff in The Outer Banks is was the original Jake in the pilot. Okay. Oh. And so they tried to make this movie a, a decade ago. And right before they were about to do it, uh, um, the tax incentives left and everyone dispersed. Some moved to L.A., some moved to Georgia, some moved to New York. But everyone left Wilmington, and so it was on hold for a long time. 
So these guys. I think we lost you here. I don't know if that's me or you. I think we lost Jamie for a minute here. Let's give him a second, see if we can get him back. But yeah, while we're while we're waiting, like that kind of sucks because uh you know the so much stuff ended up moving to Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like The Walking Dead, like you'd see all those like made in Georgia, all the um the stuff from uh Adult Swim. Like the Adult Swim Studios, that well, was all down in Georgia. The Walking Dead. Well, that's what I said. The oh yeah, Dead. sorry. Uh, and <laughs> speaking of, we have a Walking Dead alum in this in this movie. That's true. Uh, she plays uh, Brandy. I'm still on Tom Cruise here on my IMDb. I have to go back. <laughs> I have to go back. <laughs> um, yeah, she plays Brandy, who is uh, Jake's girlfriend. Jake, played by Ryan O'Flanagan. Uh, um. Yeah, she is. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, and I think it's Airly, A E R L I, uh, Austin. Uh, she was in. She was one of Negan's people, so she was in that run of the show. But yeah, everything was filming in Georgia, so I mean, it worked out for them because they were able to just, you know, have stuff going on at the CDC, so it made sense. But yeah, it's it's weird because like now we're experiencing that up here. I was just going to say, like, you can actually uh, speak on this because that's kind of the reason why you have a job. Yeah, like, there's a, a ton of stuff that comes up to uh, to Massachusetts. And that's because uh, we have the not only the tax credit, but the payroll credit as well. Uh, let's check in. Jamie, are you, uh, are you with us? Doesn't seem like Jamie's still with us. Um, Jamie, try logging out and coming back in. Uh, sometimes, let me see. Sometimes if you remove him from the stream and add him back in, sometimes that works. Yep, he's trying to log back in. Okay. So, again, while we're waiting, um, if you folks haven't gotten a chance to see this, it's really funny. Like, there's a lot of real type of characters, uh, and we're going to get into this in a minute because there's one specific thing. Hey, sorry, guys. Can you hear me? No, no worries. We got you back. Hey, what? What'd you guys hear? Where'd you guys leave off? I don't know. Uh, You started. You had finished talking about uh, the tax credit and whatnot, and everything leaving. Uh, So we just kind of picked up on that while we were waiting for you to come back because now Massachusetts is doing that. Uh, We have the tax credit up here, which is why we keep getting a ton of stuff. and so you were talking about how like the uh, the pilot uh, had been made with the with the guy from uh, Outer from Banks. Outer Banks, yeah, uh, Colin Moss. And yep. it, it's yeah, cause he and he's been blown up, man. Um, he's a really good dude. He's another local actor. He's kind of how um, who we all look up to in this area, because um, he kind of you know he was the front. He, he was one of the first of the local actors to really make it big. Um. But yeah, so and he's been a part of this project. His son was the little kid in the in the first shot, um, nailing in the twin pine sign. That's Colin Moss's um, son, who's a great actor too already. Um, his wife is in the in the movie. She plays the Southern Belle in the very beginning that uh, Conroy passes out in the golf cart. 
mm-hmm. on the date. Um, but yeah, so uh, we've gotten a lot of help from a lot of people who who we started relationships with a long, long time ago. So this has been a very um, a homemade movie. Wilmington, North Carolina made this movie, not just us. Yeah, because I've I've found you know within the the filmmaking community around here, um, a lot of folks you know who work together on you know union sets or paid sets or you know what have you you know we work on commercials or movies or, or whatever. Um, we all also will help each other out on our personal passion projects. Mm-hmm. It's like you know I know you just put in fourteen hours you know you know rigging lights for you know a miramax film but you know this weekend i'm filming my thing you know do you think you can come and you know do x y and z and i think one of the best parts about that is you know first of all if your friends are as passionate as you are about filmmaking like they'll work for free which is nice you know or work for food i should say you know yeah work Mm -hmm. for food and beer Um, As long as you take, uh, I have a producer friend who says you never mess with the money, never mess with the food. And um, yeah, but you know, getting, getting the opportunity to do something where it's like, man, I hate being a grip all the time. You know, I really want to, you know, operate a camera. Well, when you work on your friend's projects, it's like, well, I get a chance to do, do, to do this because while I'm, you know, I don't have the qualifications or the, the time invested into, you know, being a camera operator i can do that on my friends projects and get that experience and learn more so is this even something i want to do that that's awesome man that's that's the way it should be done like we're really fortunate living in the day and day and age that we are because um it's more it's easier to make a movie on your own without a studio without Mm -hmm. any studio support and be successful. And we've set the blueprint for it. Um, we tried to self-distribute on our own at first. However, the technology with the company that was going to stream our movie what couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. And there was a lot of crashing issues. And it was kind of really depressing. And it got us off on a stumble. Um, but once we got on Amazon Prime, man, we we took off. And how what we do is, since it's such a niche thing with golf that golf has a community on its own already yeah like um there's there's all these uh there's all these facebook groups and all all these tiktok groups and and instagram groups that are all just golfers and so what we would do is we originally what gave troy the writer and director troy carlton the idea for the film was him and Brandon Luck, who's another producer and was dogleg in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's Reed Doyle, who was Gary, who was my sidekick. Not the one that we hated, but the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's a great dude. They're all great guys. Um, I actually grew up with Brandon Luck. I've known him since I was 10 years old. Um, nice. And th- we've all known each other since we were kids, basically. Um, but yeah, what gave him the idea is that him and, and Brandon got the idea to do these golf videotape golf jokes and put it on YouTube and they got millions of hits. And this was a decade ago. And like they did 
20, 30 of them. And like some of them are more popular than others, but some of them got millions of hits. And so they knew they had something with this group, like this like niche. And so they decided to make, um, try to make a film. And Brandon, he had ended up meeting a friend who this story is based off a real guy. I don't know if you know this. No. Yeah, Jake Baxter is based off a guy named um, is a real guy. I don't I don't know if I should use his name right now, but he's a real he was a real golf pro in Wilmington, North Carolina, who was a raging alcoholic and a really good golfer and died young. Ooh. And his friend wrote a script about it. And that was the original not a script, but a treatment. And that's um, Brandon just happened to meet him when he was working on another film. And he's like, hey, you should do a f- you should do this movie about my friend. And that's how Birdie started. And because um, they knew they, the golf thing was already working. And so they decided to try to make that feature film. And then Colin Moss got involved. And then co- uh, the tax incentives came, left. And everything got squashed. Then, um, right when I got involved, was the second opportunity to try to get this off the ground, which was about four years ago. And um, right before we were about to try to raise money for it, COVID hit. And so it stopped it again. But serendipitously, um, the Belvedere Country Club, which is Twin Pines in the movie, they just got bought out by, like I said, the, the, the local beer brewing company, Ironclad. And they turned it into okay. a rock and roll golf course. And they did it right when we actually got to make the movie. So all the stuff that was run down, they actually tore apart because they were going to rebuild everything. So we filmed the movie right between them tearing it down. I mean, um, uh, it was basically like an empty building. And so we came in and just built our own set. And then when, when the film was over, they kept improving everything on their own of the golf course. So we filmed that part of it after they improved everything. So it looks like our budget improved this terrible golf course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that was one of the, uh, one of the things like with any, with any film, you have some sort of uh, suspension of disbelief and you have to, you know, sort of put aside, you know, your, your logic and your reasoning because it's like, man, like this place has like a dozen employees and nobody shows up to golf, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're offering like credit to the uh, like, oh, you can come in and get some credit instead of like instead, instead of, of us paying you, you know, to exterminate <laughs> all these insects. And it's just like, you know, you have uh, uh, Carolyn Cahill's character Emily. Like, I've been here for five years. Like, you've been here for five. You've had this crew for five years. All they do is drink. Like, <laughs> yeah, how are you paying anyone? <laughs> Yeah. Although I would imagine that you pay some of those guys in booze and like absolutely dude. But there's I mean golf the Belvedere Golf uh, Country Club golf course, which was Twin Pines before it got bought by Ironclad, was Twin Pines. It was a rundown piece of crap golf course that no one took care of, but just barely enough to be able to charge people money to play on it. And it was just like, you know, a it was a terrible golf course. So like it, it it everything just worked out perfectly because we couldn't plan that, you know? Yeah. Um, and we couldn't afford to 
improve a golf course. That's hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, you know? So mm -hmm. we just let them do it. And we filmed it in the timeline to where it looks like we improved it. Which, which is really special. Yeah. Like, in, you know, and that's, I think, the essence of guerrilla filmmaking, which is like, use everything to your advantage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like, and that Ironclad Country Club, God bless them. They didn't charge us a dime to use their country club. That's awesome. Not a dime. And they, we had full run of the course for a good five, six weeks. And they still, we go there now. We're rock stars when we go there. That's amazing. That's so cool. And another thing, Just like what we did um, once um, we got on Amazon Prime, instead of spending money to market ourselves, which we did a little bit, which is on social media marketing like Facebook and Instagram, yeah. and you can target areas to, to and pay money to get your ads run there. But mm -hmm. what we also did is recycled those YouTube golf jokes and put them on TikTok and branded it with Birdies the Movie. And also oh, other golf jokes, which are really cheap and cheap to make. And we got millions and millions. We've probably gotten 50 million hits on social media with those golf jokes. That's perfect. perfect and yeah. All, and it all funnels back to Birdies the Movie on Amazon Prime. And it's been so we're basically and what's great about it, too, is Facebook even. Facebook pays us twelve hundred dollars a month to um because our reels are so successful on it so they're paying us for us to market our movie <laughs> i mean that's i believe that's, that's the dream yeah like, that's exactly <laughs> what you want it's been crazy man it's been crazy troy carlton is a genius so speaking of your character adrian was oh. there anything that you did to prepare for you playing this uh, character, which was, and I'm going to say this in, and I, I mean this in the nicest way, such a punchable character. <laughs> I know. He's such a douchebag, man. I mean, you know, to be to be honest with you, um, your character, Adrian, along with his two um, <laughs> you know, boy band wannabe cronies, oh. uh, were you know my who, favorite part of the film. You know who he is? He's Spalding Smales crossed with Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Dude, listen, I based it off listen, I, I dyed my hair blonde because I, when I read the script, I thought Donald Jr. But then I yeah. dyed my hair to be a, and, and then I dyed my hair blonde to, for Ivanka. I there swear. you go. And that's I, one I, of the better lines in the film. I'm not going to give any context to this. Did you dye your hair more blonde? Like <laughs> that's one of the better lines, you know, because of when it happens and like what the situation is. Like that's just such a like. I don't want to use the term, but like a sick burn, bro. Like <laughs> no, dude, I know. <laughs> it was just so good. I love that. Now with and dude, Ryan O'Flanagan yeah, who plays sorry man, sorry. Ryan O'Flanagan that plays Jake is a fucking genius, dude. He's so funny, he's so talented. Uh he crushes this movie. I love him in this film. Oh, he's um, he's yeah, he's excellent. He's excellent. And also Nate Panning, he, he he's great as as uh Nick the Nick. Yeah, he the the cook the uh the drug guy who gives them peyote. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> oh god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I I love like 
the 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 roundhouse kick to the chest just came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? And see, and this, you know, just before I, I don't want to get off on a tangent because I know you have uh, Ash's question to to finish answering, but like. That's the part of the film where normally your character is like, do you know who my dad is? I'm going to sue you. Like, and and obviously Reed has that line. Yeah. It is perfect. There's, there's such like entitled douchebags and he was so much fun to play. Like it's been, it's my, it's been my favorite character on film that I've ever, I've ever done for sure. Hands down. And like, (laughs) And and uh and I'm really not a douchebag. <laughs> like, no, like, you, you seem very very pleasant. Like we enjoy chatting with you. And like and like uh, he's yeah, it's interesting because dickish. I know, dude. It comes across as such an asshole. And I was like, man, I am such a like I, I don't I like to be liked. So it was it was a it was a challenge for me to just be okay with just being a complete fucking douchebag. <laughs> but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes right. the best parts that you get to play are the characters who are polar opposites of your actual personality. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, you know, there's a lot of him in me. Like I, that, I used some a lot. That, that's not all acting. Some of that is me. <laughs> <laughs> but one um, time I wore an orange shirt. So like that's, that's you know. right. And and, and the, just to let you know that the carpets did match the drapes. <laughs> that's a that's a commitment. To I would say I would expect commitment. I would expect nothing less. That's right, I'm method. Shaved it into an A, like. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! And in the, in the sequel, I'm gonna do that. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I found. T- no, there seemed to be a lot of chemistry between you know, the, the, the cast. And obviously I'm going to assume that it's because, you know, a lot of you had been friends for so long. Uh, was there a lot of ad-libbing that happened off script, you know, there's throughout the of, film? There's a lot of ad-libbing. And like I was saying earlier, I don't know if it was on tape or not, but Troy, Troy wrote the script with Nate. Um, and the script is really funny to begin with. But there's a lot of improv, and Troy is the type of director and writer that is aware, especially in comedy, is it's, it's it's a necessity to have the freedom as an actor to improv. Um, and nowadays, even Marvel movies let them improv because this gold stuff is going to happen. And he he's aware enough 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 to know that once we got what he wrote down in the can, that he could let us sing. And that's a lot of the stuff that we ended up using too, along with, with the great writing. Um, and again, like when you watch the movie again, there's going to be some things that you didn't pick up on the first time. It's it's got rewatchability. I think it's got cult classic potential. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I, we still haven't scratched the surface of our the the of reaching the audience that's going to really like this movie. In my opinion, in my humble opinion. And there's, you know, talking about like some of the 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 quirks with the writing. Like, there's a character named Enyeho, who I was like, oh, I wonder what that means. So I looked it up, and it's the term used for aging alcohol. Like, yeah. on a on a bottle like this has been aged for X amount of years. That yeah. term is Enyeho, and this dude was trashed nonstop. <laughs> so it's like that's that's so fucking clever. Mm. 
like it's so and it's not in your face it's not like you know in the expendables when van damme played a guy named villain and it's like yeah his name is a villain you're just pronouncing it slightly <laughs> different like it's not hokey like that it's like that's really cool like so that that's a that's a really nice uh, a nice touch now you were talking about how there's a lot of ad-libbing and a lot of stuff where you guys went off script i'm wondering how much was cut because one of you know as much as i enjoyed this film one of the things that was kind of jarring to me um and again without getting into too much of a spoiler territory was brandy's sudden change of heart was there maybe something that got cut or something we didn't get to see that uh that we uh did she did she break the purple people eater and that why then that's why she went back to jake he's on mute you are currently muted if you are trying to answer us there we go sorry about that thank you uh yeah um i there, there was nothing cut I, there was nothing cut from that i think like part of the joke we were trying to land was how ridiculous in those movies in the 80s and 90s how it would just button up at the end kind of like um the old greek um greek tragedies back in the day how Damn, like you know. just like yeah everything will either just go to shit right at the end or everything will just all of a sudden be better right there at the end so i, I see, think that was the kind of joke that we were trying to go for see and this is a testament in in my opinion this is a testament to how well the film was like because i didn't just i didn't go into it thinking like it's an adam sandler type comedy like you know obviously there's some of that you know happy gilmore type of you know humor and you know character motivation but like i felt like there was a lot of realism to these characters and i think maybe that's why that scene was so jarring because we got to see everything else that was going on mm. i mean one of my favorite parts was uh uh what's his name on the toilet you know scrolling yeah, yeah. you know the, the, the version of tinder because like that's real like it's funny because oh hey he's sitting on the toilet but like how many people have met you know the the person they married you know, scrolling Tinder or some other app while taking a shit, like, yeah. you, like <laughs> real. and like, you know, you introduce stakes with, you know, uh, his sudden health crisis. Like there's a lot to it. So I think that's, you know, uh, again, it's a testament to how good the film was and how invested I was in it where it's like, Oh man, you know, I kind of wish that they had, you know, delved a little bit more into this. Like, was there something, you know, I I'm imagining like, you know, they have their, their conversation after the San Pedro and like, she kicks him out and, you know, the next day she's thinking about what he says and she's going through a scrapbook or something. <laughs> and like, you know, like, that's what I was imagining, you know, but you know, suddenly she just shows up like, Oh, I'm totally different now. Like, I think that's why it was so jarring. It's like, because I expected that because there was just, I was so invested in the characters and there's a lot of times where it's like man i am not invested in this character like especially because uh, i was like man i hate this bitch like she yeah. sucks she's so awful i know she's such an asshole <laughs> <laughs> but like 
she yeah charlie i was gonna call him charlie and i wasn't sure that was right uh but yeah like she she ends up coming around and like like She's you like, oh. like her at the end you know it <laughs> yeah it was it's um I, to be honest like i wish we could have flushed that that out a little bit more my more as well and and in the editing room we did talk about that exact topic to be fair so good catch by you um but yeah, I think, but I think that's a testament too of how, like you said, people get attached to Jake, you know, mm-hmm. and like they're like, wait a, minute, jarring. Do, do, do we want him to go back to her? You know, so it's like that's that's a that's a testament to that. And yeah, also, I was trying to, you know, I was I was thinking like, you know, total eighties movie. Like, who's he going to end up? Is he going to end up with Fred? Is he going to end up with Emily? Like, where's he? Yeah. Gonna, where's he going to go? When I was reading it, I thought he was going to end up with Emily. Yeah, because he does make that that comment like, "Oh, you look really hot." I mean, uh, your form is real great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I thought I thought that they would end up together when I first read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I kind of like the way it all buttons up at the end too, because like, even um, I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but in the last scene, you know, when Jake and Adrian had their last handshake. When when he fl- they flip each other off at the very end, yep, that wasn't written in the script. It was like oh. me, it was me and Ryan um, kept getting together. It's like we need a we need a goodbye. We need a final scene together. You know, not just on the tea on, not on the tea box. <clears throat> so we just improv it, and, and Troy was like, "Yeah, let's set it up. Let's set up the shot," and we just did it right there on the spot. It reminded me of a combination of the end of Step Brothers and the end of Karate Kid. Yeah, it, but it, it gave it so much more heart, and it redeemed Adrian a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it did. But like, even that was funny. Like, you know, I don't like you, but you respect me. No, I wasn't going to say that, and I knew as soon as I started, like that's where you thought I was going to go. With it. <laughs> like that was awesome. <laughs> Ryan is so fucking good, man. He's so good in this movie. And I'm going to smack so good. As another you guys play off each other really, really well. Like it's it's really good. Like you're like it seems, and I'm sure that there's a lot of ad lib in this, but like you're the way you react to each other, like it seems like these are genuine reactions. You're not always acting. And again, (laughs) I'm sure that you know the the ad libbing has something to do with it, but like you guys, you know, you you do a really good job of playing off each other. And, you know, when you have a conflict like this, like the movie's only the, the hero's only as good as his villain. Like uh, right. Batman wouldn't be Batman if, you know, the Joker wasn't such a powerful villain. Like if, you know, all he all he ever did was fight Calendar Man and, you know, Killer Moth, like no one would give a shit about Batman. That's exactly right. And that you know what, to be honest, um, that um, reminds me of a, a really cool insight too. Um, when, because of I was the crew, I was in part like my scene wasn't shot for like a week and a half of filming. I didn't shoot one thing in the week, the first week and a half of shooting. So I'm watching Nate and um, Ryan and and Zach who plays Conroy creating this world. This wha- these characters are so much wackier on film than when I read the script and I, but I loved it and inspired me. And I'm like, well, I've got a very little screen time and I'm the bad guy. So if these guys are this colorful, I got to come in swinging. 
And so that 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 basically gave me the springboard into why how I ended up developing Adrian as a character. And that he is he's the biggest character in the movie for sure. And that's the thing is, you know, you're reading the script and you're imagining things going a certain way, but like Zach's going to read the script and he's going to, you know, picture his character reacting cuz he's like, well, this is how I think this character is going to react and you know, this is how these guys are going to react, but he doesn't know how Ryan's going to react to him, how you're going to react to him mm -hmm. because you're all interpreting this differently. So no matter what you think, no matter what your preconceived notions are going into this, everyone's going to have their own take and you can't get inside someone else's head to know exactly what you're going to, what you're going to do, what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, what inflection you're going to use, like what's going to be loud, what's going to be soft. Like, how are you going to, you know what what's your body language as you're saying this you're going to be talking with your hands you're going to be menacing like it's it's a the thing that I, always brings me back to that is there's if you've ever seen Mulholland Drive uh -huh. where Naomi Watts keeps reading for this part over and over and over again and when she finally goes to do it and she's auditioning it's 180 degrees different from how she'd been practicing it she takes it in a total different direction that no one saw it coming. And that's how she gets the role. Right. Um, and that's how I imagine, you know, working with a bunch of different people ends up being, you know, and from my time on different film sets, like this is how this guy is going to say this. This is how she's going to re react. But then you see the two people doing what, you know, totally different from what you expected, but it's like, oh, right. why didn't I think of that? You didn't think of that because you're not them. Well, well, how how I approach the work in general, because um, I and here's another thing too is uh, a good fifty percent of the cast are theater actors, like seasoned theater actors. So like they are used to the art and the craft of acting. Like if if you if you're a theater actor, you're not in it for the money. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna delve like most of us, we're the ones that dive into the craft of it. And one of the things that we learn um is to not have an expectation of what's gonna happen. You just have to approach it as a person of like what happened before the scene starts, what's at stake for you, and who that person is to you, and then because you don't know what's gonna happen in this conversation now, you know, mm -hmm. we just had this the setup. And so that's how, and that's how this entire cast did. And I have to tell you, man, like I, we all had a fucking blast making this movie. Like, it seems like it. Like, and it shows, it really does show. Like we all had a fucking blast. It was a dream. Like the whole process was a, like the actual filming of this movie was as fun as it felt to, for you to watch it. I promise you. That's awesome. Like, and you can you can tell, you know, like Asher said, with the chemistry that you guys had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all genuinely loved each other during that month. Like, we really did. And like, like I said, like we we were blessed during this whole process. Um, both golf courses gave us gave it gave us the run of their golf course for free, and they didn't charge us one dime. They've never asked us for a dime since, and they they still support everything that we're doing with the movie to this day. So being a golfing film, did the cast know how to golf beforehand and how many mulligans were needed for the golfing scenes? 
Um, hold on a second. Sorry about that. I'm getting a text message. Uh, oh, sure. Say, um, yeah, um, Emily, Emily, Emily was a the best golfer in the group. Her swing is fucking perfect. We were saying that watching it. We're like, wow, I, I she has excellent form. One of the things I <laughs> wrote down. It says, if I were to guess, I'm going to say Carolyn Cahill was the best golfer at any rate. She had the best form on her drive. That's Dude, literally it, written in my notebook. Like, literally, no question, she was by far the best golfer in the entire movie. It's not close. Um, I'm second. <laughs> Don't tell Rita said that. Uh, no, Rita. <laughs> no, no, Reed's better than me. Um but like I said, we all grew up around golf. Um, I, I played when I was a kid, but I, I haven't played in decades before this movie started. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, um, I played golf with my dad when I was a kid. And my dad passed away um, a while ago. So for me, when I, when I was asked to do a golf comedy, I was like, number one, I'm a comedian. So yes, I want to do it. And two, it reminded me of my dad, and I was like, "That my dad would be proud of me if I did this movie." Um, so that's why. Really that. Yeah, so that's what really attracted me to it. Um, but yeah, like Brandon plays. Brandon Luck plays golf. That's how I knew him. Where he was a, a a member. His dad was a member of the same golf course my dad was, which was basically Twin Pines in a small town, mm-hmm. and um. So we both grew up with golf. Reed plays golf. Uh, Sam is the worst golfer in the world. Sam, <laughs> Sam is the the first AD, and he really kept this thing together because we're a bunch of screwballs. But Sam has a shit together, or at least he did for this month. <laughs> so he really was. Say again. I said that's all that counts. Just as long as you got it done for when you're filming, that's all mm-hmm. that matters. That's exactly right. We got it done when we were filming, and um, but we had a lot of takes, but <laughs> we had a lot of mulligans, um, and like I told the guys, and by the way, Ryan, the lead, his swing was awful when he first showed up. Like we were really nervous about like using him <laughs> because his swing was so bad, but um, we got him a couple of lessons with the 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 pro at the course. And um, I tried to really implement in his mind, it doesn't matter about where the ball goes as long as the swing looks pretty. Mm-hmm. And the, the most important part is the follow-through. It's like, just get the follow-through right. Don't worry about anything else. Just get the follow-through and the end pose. And that's the most important. So yeah, we, we worked around um, the bad golf that's in all of us in this film. <laughs> Yeah, because I am a terrible golfer, and I recognize my own when I'm watching. Because like we're sitting there, and I'm watching some of these swings, uh, yeah. and I'm like, "That hey, ball pretty good, went into the woods." <laughs> yeah. Hey, my swing's pretty good though. My I will say bad. one of the, one of the things I noticed, and I pointed this out to Ash because I also I I did martial arts when I was younger, and uh, we did weapons training, and you can see this in golf. And in hockey, that the form on the swing, when you, you know, we used to see this with, uh, you know, guys who have an exceptionally strong slap shot and an exceptionally good drive, the uh, 
shaft of whatever you're, you know, whatever the golf club or the or the hockey stick you're using will bend and almost look like it's made of rubber uh, <laughs> when you get the right whip into it. And I noticed that on like the very first shot that you have in the driving range. And I was like, that's a hell of a shot. Like he fucking crushed that. Yo, I can I can drive it 300 yards, man. I just don't know if it's gonna go straight. Yeah, well, I mean that's <laughs> I've hit one drive. I had a drive. I was playing with my my youngest brother, and I must have hit it 350 yards. It wasn't no, it was nowhere close to where the hole was, but it was an absolute <laughs> bomb of a shot. And I was like, holy Dude. shit! Like that's 350 if it's 10 yards. Like Jesus! And like too you bad the holes way the hell over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and what's funny is like another way that we've learned to create revenue is we host we host golf tournaments around the oh, area. Oh, there you go. And um, we went to this one place where we had a lot of fans, and uh, we hosted the tournament. And because we're kind of local legends around here at this point, <laughs> which yeah. is awesome. And um, they were uh, they were all surprised of how bad of golfers we actually were because we participated in the tournament and we're we're last every time. <laughs> our team oh, is last to edit the time. tournament <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude i mean it's we are terrible golfers but we love golf and we love filmmaking and we're really proud of this project and we we, we really appreciate you guys helping us uh, and supporting us with with stuff like this oh no we're we're again like if we didn't enjoy the movie, this would have been like a 35-minute interview, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't yeah. be delving so deeply into so much of it. Like, I'm sure you can tell by the way we're talking about this. Like, we really enjoyed the movie. Like, and again, we went into it we're like, oh, we don't know what to expect. Like, this could be anything. Like, ugh. like there's eight pictures on the IMDb page, and six of them are the poster. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> and this like you really feel good at the end of this movie. You it do. Fucking makes well, you feel just... fucking happy. And like the characters, you know, they're not as like underhanded as say the characters from, you know, Happy Gilmore or or Caddyshack, like, you know, you know, whoever you know the 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 bet that takes place, you know, the bet is honored at the end. That's right. Know, Everything you know, everybody is honorable, and even with the uh, the uh, I kind of want to call it like the epilogue. Oh uh, yeah, you know, uh, everybody out in the in the in the sun enjoying themselves. Yeah, uh, I know. It's just like, like you know what? Happy. Yeah, like you know what? This is this is my lot in life. You know, I'm still the same person I am, but you know what? I still have to do what I need to do because you know. I might be a dick, but I'm honorable. Yeah. And like uh, the line at the very end when I'm in the sand trap and I'm like, they're like, come clean up your dad, <laughs> you know, basically rubbing it in. And uh, I was like, hey, don't give him shit, man. He's happy. Yeah. Leave yeah. Alone. Yep. Yeah. And and that, like, was Im- that was improv. Perfect. Like that's, that's, see, I love shit like that. Like I love like this. It was the such a. Stuff. It was such a campy film, but at the same time, it was so heartwarming, especially that ending. Yeah, there's a lot of like heart to we this, walked, yeah. you know, we we watched it before we went to bed, and like we were just we were just in a really good mood after. Yeah, it really and, makes you feel good, man. Yeah, and that's hard and, to do. 
and I'll be honest, we we started we we were at work late. We had to go shopping. Like we didn't get home till super late. Like it had started snowing, and like by the time we got around to sitting down, we're like, oh, it's eleven o'clock. Like maybe we watch part of this, and you know we watch part of it tomorrow or like maybe I just watch like ah, two hours. But then we want, like we watch it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like we had a really good time with it. Like it was, it's like, the, really like I said before, I the, um, the pacing is just perfect. There's never a dull moment. There's never anything that's like, man, like this doesn't belong. Like mm. man, they clear, they added this clearly to pad the runtime. Like there's none of that. There's nothing yeah, we- that I, I would cut from this movie. Yeah, Troy. Troy did a great job editing, and like we all worked as a team um, of like really trying to discover. It's really hard to look at your own work and know what works and what doesn't. And I think that we did a really good job as a team because we watched this this movie a lot. We watched a lot of different cuts and a lot of different edits. And at first, it was like two hours and twenty minutes, and you just can't have that at the comedy. So like I'd be it, fine was with really, <laughs> it was really hard to will stuff down and and we whittled it down and whittled it down and we got rid of entire scenes that we didn't even realize didn't work. But once we cut it and we watched it, and we mm-hmm. didn't even realize we missed it. So yeah. like that's when we knew we did it right. So before we finally wrap things up, unless you got something else. Nope, nope, both sides. Uh, before we, you know, wrap things up and let you go, because you've been sitting in your car for like well over an hour at this yeah, point. No. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to a pool tournament right now, by the way. Oh, very cool. Now you can go uh, <laughs> be Tom Cruise. You're going to do the, the the stick move where he's like the, oh, the cool samurai? Dude, that's um, literally my move. That's not his. That's my move. <laughs> <laughs> you taught him how to do it. That's my move. So we, we've already mentioned you can stream this for free with ads on Tubi. You can purchase it on, on, uh, on Amazon to stream and which I recommend like support the art that you like by giving your dollars to those artists. Like if yeah, it's three you want to see more but... stuff like this, this is how Dude. you do it. And um, by the way, birdies two is in the works. We're doing birdies two. Good. Like That's we, amazing. That was going to be a follow up. Like, like you, know, you need somebody to help out. You let me know. Like, when's the last time? When's the last time an independent filmmaker came up to you and said, "We not only have paid back our investors, but we've paid everyone back and are making money." It's a dream, dude. It's very. And and I'll tell you one more thing that I, as I was, you know, maybe it was a psychological thing as I'm putting in. You know, I'm typing in the in the search bar for birdies. The first thing that comes up is Birdemic Shock and Terror and then Birdemic 2. And I'm like, oh, that's God. Like, and this is as far away from that as you could possibly be. Like, <laughs> yeah. That might but, be the worst thing I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot. And speaking of seeing this was the 73rd movie that I've watched this year like the 30th movie I've watched just in February. I've been watching all films I've never seen in February. And this is uh, one of my top films that I've seen so far this year. That is awesome, man. It's a great compliment, man. I I really appreciate it. Like uh, that's, that's probably the best compliment you can give me. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to make sure I, I, I pass that along because I watch a lot of movies and I'm not always, 
as kind to them as I could be. Um, <laughs> but again, hey, that listen, comes from. I've been in a lot of movies and most of them suck. <laughs> as long as you're, you're the the only goal is to get better than you were yesterday that's, that's exactly right and this everything came together man and, and we're really proud of it and thank you guys man and i'll, I'll see you guys next time okay yeah absolutely i uh, just uh is there uh, uh, uh you mentioned you guys have a tiktok channel what is it uh, yeah put, it's it's birdies the, the movie name. on all uh, on all across all platforms um facebook birdies the movie um hashtag birdies the movie you'll see us um also um ryan um o'flanagan he plays jake he has a, a really popular tiktok um it, it's um o'flanagan I, I can't remember his tiktok thing to be honest type in ryan o'flanagan you'll get him um okay. but he's really really funny you guys should check him out too you'll love it he's got some really good stuff um i'm also a stand-up comic um a, a couple of musicians are are, are in the band or in the movie um Nate uh, Fanning, uh, now Nate Panning, he's he's uh, he plays uh, Nick in the movie. He's actually a Neebs gamer. Do you know, guys nice. ever heard of them before? No. Neebs gaming is like a really popular Twitch, which is like okay. streaming your gaming experience online. I don't get it, but like he he kills it. <laughs> he uh, Nate is a really really talented guy as well. We, we were very fortunate to work with all these guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh... We'll let you go do your do your thing and you know definitely stay in touch because uh we'd love to have you back on again to talk about birdies too and help you promote whatever you got. Yeah, but hey, bir hey birdies too, double bogeys is coming. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll see you guys later. Take care. All right, yep. take care. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh uh Jamie Lane, who uh as we said played uh adrian in the movie birdies um that was really awesome like that was a good time um you know we chatted with My, you know some technical difficulties but uh no, we, we powered through persevered it. yeah we um do. really fun guy i probably could have chatted with him for hours yeah so i i would uh you know and i had said to sam who originally reached out to us about this um you know, like, hey, you know, we'll we'll have as many people on as you want. Let's talk about the movie. It's a good thing we didn't have more people on because this would have been like a three-hour episode. <laughs> like, just yeah. from what we talked about with, mm -hmm. with Jamie. Um, yeah, so definitely uh, seek this out on Amazon. Uh, I wanted to ask if there was going to be like a, a physical media coming out, but, you know, hopefully at some point there is, if there isn't now. Um, we're going to have links to everything in the show notes, so fear not. Um, we have uh, a couple of fun things coming up next. Uh, so give us a minute. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we will uh, tell you what we're going to be doing next week. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? Do, how to free, baby. 
The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. We are back. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that uh, that interview with uh, with Jamie. Like that was that was good. Like I I genuinely want you folks to go out and watch this movie and spend like the two ninety nine or whatever it is and help fund birdies too uh we will have links to all the social media and whatnot uh for these folks uh in the show notes so make sure you check that out as well um so ashes what do we what do we got coming up so next week we are back to our old shenanigans we are going to be throwing down a brand new character new to us anyways it's going to be one of a two-parter episode. Mm-hmm. We watched Werewolf by Night, uh, the Marvel kind of, not kind of film. Like, no, it's special. a film. It's like it's a, a Halloween special. Well, it's an hour. Uh, yeah, it's about, about an hour. Just under, yeah. Um, it's currently streaming on um, Disney+. Plus, and we've loved it and it kind of got us thinking you know who are some of these characters and we've started doing uh some research and like we're really just doing a deep dive into two characters in particular so next week we are going to be talking about jack russell who not the dog no not the dog the other guy um you know, the, the the main character of Werewolf by Night, uh, talking about his origins, where you can find him, um, family history. Like, there's a lot of crazy shenanigans. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and then the following week, because I was really obsessed after watching Werewolf by Night with Ted or Man-Thing, I'm like, hmm. Who the hell is Man-Thing? I have no idea. I, I don't know who Man-Thing is. I don't know what Man-Thing is. So we decided that, that in two weeks, we're going to be talking about Man-Thing. Yes, and it's going to be fun to talk about Man-Thing because I'm not overly familiar with that character. Neither are you. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, what we come up with and... I think it's going to be a fun conversation because I know nothing about this character, really. And not only that, we are bringing back the character battles. Yes, they've been gone for quite some time, but we're finally going to bring those in. And we have a couple of really good ones to throw down for you. So I'm excited. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think you folks are going to enjoy these. 
not that you didn't enjoy them before, but I think you're going to enjoy them even more now that we're uh, back up and running again. And, you know, we're we're trying to really bring everybody back into the fold, get you back into the swing of things. Make up for lost time, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can go with that. Um, and I think I think that's about it. Do you have anything yeah. else you want to add? No, I just want to say a huge thank you to our guest for today, Mr. Jamie Lane. Um, definitely see birdies. It's so fun. It's just really, you know, even if you're not big into golf like I am, I really enjoyed the story. There's something that everyone can kind of relate to on some level in this film. It is so unbelievably camp at times, well-written, hilarious, and like we said, that ending, it's just so heartwarming. It's really nice to see. If you're looking for something that's going to make you feel good, make you feel good about yourself, uh, brighten your day a little bit, definitely check out Birdies on Amazon Prime. And with that being said, we, we will see you next Thursday. Thursday.